Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business Podcast. I am Steve Cox with the Rockersville Area Chamber of Commerce, and this is a continuation of our special series on Small Business Week. We have been chatting with small business owners as well as members of the Chamber Small Business Council, and today we are joined by Ron Amos with Minuteman Press, who is also the 2022 Chair of the Small Business Council. And so we're going to be talking about his experiences of owning the small businesses, the challenge, lessons learned, just everything that you can possibly hope to learn from what it takes to to run a small business in today's climate here in Northwest Arkansas. So we're really looking forward to this conversation on today's Voice of Business podcast with Ron Amos of Minuteman Press. So, Ron, thank you very much for joining us today. We appreciate you taking time out of your out of your busy, busy schedule. So, uh, before we get too deep into this thing, how about you tell us a little bit about Minuteman Press and uh, you know what what you guys offer, and then we can uh, kind of get more to the interview section. Well, Minuteman Press is a franchise. Um, I chose that because this is my first business and needed that support behind me. Uh, they have been great to work with. They encouraged me to develop local. Uh, vendors, uh, which I have and have a great resource of that. Um, they've been around since 1973 and uh, been been a wonderful ride. So full service print shop, you guys can, you know, if, if it can get printed on something, you guys can do it, right? Or, or is that a little bit of an exaggeration? No, that's pretty close to it. Um, there are some things that we don't do. We don't do lit signs or aerial signs. But pretty much everything else we can do from business cards to labels, uh, vehicle wraps. Um, haven't found too many things that I haven't been able to do other than uh, aerial signs and, and lit. All right. Signs. <laughs> so how long ago did you did you start this business and what was it that made you say hey this is this is the the risk that I want to take to go out and it's a franchise but you are still responsible for for running and managing the business day to day so so what made you take that leap of faith In October 2017 we opened Minuteman Press after moving here moving back here from Dallas um I lived up here as a kid, had family up here. We want to retire up here. Um, think it's great people. Um, I came from the precious metals industry, spent 30 years in that industry. And every time the economy changed, I would be an accounting stroke and get laid off. So I decided to take a leap of faith. I had a lot of customers that told me that I would be good at owning a business and providing service. They, they like the way that uh, I think of things and how customers come first. Um, so that's pretty much what we did. And I think I've done it the hardest way possible. I moved, okay. <laughs> from, Dallas, moved from Dallas to Northwest Arkansas. Like I said, uh, only, only people I knew up here really was uh, family. None of them owned businesses. So I couldn't, I didn't have that as a support to start a to start a business you know none of them need print right. so um up here and then just put my head down started networking reaching out and, and putting in the hours and and developing the business and it's it's been great i've met a lot of really wonderful people um and businesses and other business owners um i think i've developed a pretty decent uh support mechanism mm -hmm. through that because most of my customers I consider friends 
you know, right. and I do pretty much anything for my friends. So that's, that's how we work. Well, and I know you do a lot of uh, business with the chamber as well. We, we get signs from you on a very regular basis. Yes. And I enjoy doing that. Nick does a great job of providing art. So um, this is a franchise and, and not everybody is familiar with how the franchise system works in terms of, you know, like opening a local McDonald's or, or like what you with Minuteman Press. What was it about the franchise that made you say this is the route I want to take versus, you know, not having, you know, an established name that you bought into? The, the reason I took the franchise route um, was a couple of things. One is, is Minuteman offers a lot of support. I visited 10 Minuteman locations around Dallas-Fort Worth uh, with my regional vice president. And then I went and visited three on my own. And I went in and told every owner, you know, here's what I'm looking at doing. And I had a list of questions, me and my son. And they took the time and talked to me, answered all the questions. None of them had anything negative to say. Even the one that my art, my regional vice president drove by, I thought, you know, that's the guy that right there I need to go talk to. Um, went in and talked to him. He was probably more over the top on everything than uh, any of the others. But I felt that being a first-time business owner um, and changing industries, you know, because I didn't know a whole lot about print. In fact, one of the things I told him at the franchise show was people are getting away from print. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize walking around that trade show that that statement was totally wrong. Every place I've ever worked has always tried to go paperless and get away from things. But you still need business cards. You still need flyers. You still need booth materials. Yeah, branded items, pens, cups, name tags. Absolutely. So, you know, that's when I went back and started that conversation with him um, and started doing my research. And that's, that is, if somebody's looking at getting into a franchise, and I looked at three or four different ones before I chose Minuteman Press. Uh-huh. Um, and some of it was cost. Some of it was the big part of it was support. And they've been great. You know, um, if I have a question, I can call them at any time. If I can't figure out how to make a product or where to find a product or get it, um, they go above and beyond to help service me and so that I can service my customers. That's awesome. So Coming from that, I mean, like, like you said, you know, a lot of people have a misconception of thinking like, you know, print's dead, but, you know, you, you don't realize how much stuff is actually printed everywhere. You know, like you say, vehicle wraps, you know, you're, you're able to do things like that. People just think it's, you know, putting, you know, I need, uh, you know, 700 flyers for this event, but it's not the, I need the the sponsor sign or I need, you know, the banner or my vehicle wrap or all that stuff. Like, so it's, it sounds like that you, you know, took your time and researched this and, and figured out, Hey, there is a market for this and you turn that into a successful business. Yes. And I also partner with a lot of social media people. Mm. Um, if they're doing, if, if they're doing a digital ad campaign, then why not follow that up or include in that, um, a print print ad, you know, right. direct mail, a door direct mail, um, so that you can target that 
the stuff that I read not too long ago said that people tend to read their mail longer than they do a digital ad. It was something really? something like five seconds for a digital ad and twenty eight seconds for a for a mail ad. And I was like, well, you know, I guess that's true. While you're walking from the mailbox to back to your house or into the house, you're you're looking through the material, and yeah. that just adds that name recognition and brand recognition and and get increases your response rates yeah i'd never really thought about that but now that you say it it makes total sense because you're just scrolling on a phone you know it's easy to you know scroll up or down or swipe left or right but if you've got that right physically in front of you in your hand it uh it, you take a little bit closer look at it if it catches your eye yes and the, the, i'll use my daughter as an example when she moved out of the house and, and moved into her first apartment, she was over the top excited when she got her first pieces of mail with her name on it. It's <laughs> almost like she is just now somebody, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So why, um, what, what made you just want to want to take that step? I mean, what's that transition been like? You know, like you were saying, you know, when in an economic downturn, you know, you were, uh, you know, a line on a ledger that could be written off as a cost saving measure as a, as your job, but now being, you know, running the shop and, and having, being the boss, going from employee to boss, what's that transition been like for you? Very stressful. Um, <laughs> and some of the, a lot of that's self-inflicted, you know, um, it's, you're, you're responsible for your employees, you're responsible for the bills, you're responsible for the actions you take. Mm -hmm. um, you suffer consequences, whether it's positive or negative on that. Um, and I, I probably, I probably over worry about that type of stuff. Um, I find that I do pretty well if I just relax and be myself and, mm -hmm. and just, and true to myself by just helping people. I enjoy doing that. So if I can help somebody create a, a trifold or a, brochure or business card stuff like that and i do all the deliveries you mm -hmm. know that's the, my favorite part of the job is coming in and handing somebody their product and seeing that that excitement on their face about here it is it's finally done it's it they they get it and and now they can go and and increase their business or their exposure yeah, like you, you help turn that vision into a reality, and you get to you get that payoff uh, to get to see it, see their face when it happens. Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me when I was working in the the precious metals industry. Every time we would uh, cast a tree of rings, you know, you don't know what you get until you break it out of there and see what the results are. Right. Like so Christmas morning. Yeah, <laughs> every day you're, you're helping people. And I, I think that's what a lot of people don't understand about like maybe the print industry itself is the support that you're providing for all of the other businesses throughout the community um, for that. I mean, you, you play a very integral role in, in making sure that other businesses can uh, thrive and succeed as well, correct? Yes. And we offer advice and design services to make sure that our customer story is being told in the product that they're handing somebody. Mm -hmm. The message is coming across. So, you know, if somebody's having a difficult time determining what story they want, they can come in and sit with our designer. He pulls that out of them. May not be the design they, they had in mind when they originally came in, but it really helps them 
get their message across. Right. Now, how do you handle that? You know, and you don't have to give any examples or anything like that. I don't want you to call anybody out. But if their vision isn't lining up with what you feel is in the best interest, is it the customer is always right? Or do you try to sit down and, and have a discussion and kind of say, you know, this is this is my opinion. Here's here's the professional view of it. But, you know, we're going to do whatever you want. You know, what, what's that? What's that approach like? That's basically just the conversation, you know. We can provide what you're asking us for, um, or we can you can sit down with us and we can get your message across a little more professionally or different. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, the customer decides that this is what they want to do, then that that's what I do with them. Okay, um, all right. So I mean, it is it is their reputation and their product. We offer suggestions and and. You know, I'm not, I can't force anybody to do anything, and I want them to all have a, a positive experience with us. Of course, absolutely. Um, what lesson do you have that you, what What do you know now after having some time in this and, and you know, running your own business for a while that you wish, you know, hey, 2020, if I knew this looking back, you know, hindsight's always 2020. So if you, if you wish that you knew something or a few things when you started this process that would have made it a lot easier and maybe taken some stress out of your life, uh, you know, that you now have that, you know, benefit of hindsight. If I, if I could go back and talk to myself, you know, 10 years before I opened the business, mm -hmm. I would say, take, take some accounting courses, take some HR courses, take some marketing courses. Um, you know, I'd pretty much been in sales my whole career and kind of thought that I had a clue on some of this, but the accounting and back office things that were that were a struggle in the beginning, I wish I knew at first it would have really, you know, took some of that stress off. Mm -hmm. um, and, and be patient with yourself. Forgive yourself. You're going to make mistakes. Things happen. You know, it, it, it's, it's part of, you look back at it, like we're we're approaching five years this October. You look mm -hmm. back at the first year. Yeah, those problems are nothing. You know, um, it that pendulum swings back and forth. You're never going to be in the in the perfect center of things. Mm -hmm. um, appreciate appreciate the good times and uh, learn from your mistakes and keep moving forward. What was something, what was a mistake that you made that you wish you had not? Like maybe, maybe what was a, a decision that you're like, oh man, I, I really, really kind of messed that one up. And if you don't want to answer, I understand. Cause you know, obviously your business is great. And we want to talk about all the good things. Um, I can't think of anything specific other than when you get really busy, um, I tend to, I don't, I tend to um, get really busy. You're, you're focused on putting out the fires in front of you. Gotcha. Um, so, so communicating with the customer, if you're going to be late, pick up the phone, call them right away. Let mm -hmm. them know you're going to be late. Um, you know, keep those communications open with your customers. That was probably, I've made those mistakes. Unfortunately, I still make those mistakes sometimes. And uh, write things down. Keep a schedule. That uh, helps remind you. Um, 
don't live off of sticky notes around your uh, around <laughs> your monitor. Mine used to look like a sunflower at right. one point in time, but I've gotten better about that and and communicating with people. Uh, if you promise something and you know you can't deliver it on time, let them know as soon as possible. Most people are forgiving. Um, they understand. But if you wait until that day that you're supposed to deliver it, then they're not so understanding. Right, um, and, right. and everybody gets, understands that. But, um, you know, just communicate with your customers as best you can. Yeah, well, it almost almost sounds like, you know, in your business specifically, it could be very easy to fall into that trap of over-promising and under-delivering, which is definitely not a reputation that a business wants to have, specifically one that is a, a B2B business like you are. Right. And I try to be very upfront and honest with people on what my delivery times are and schedules. Um, specifically right now with the supply chain issues, you mm -hmm. know, if somebody wants a paper bag stuffer or a flyer they may not quite get the pink they want right. they may get a, a a different color because some of those colors just aren't available mm -hmm. uh, envelopes are hard so you know i tend to uh stretch my time of delivery out a little further and deliver quicker is the way i prefer to do things mm -hmm. um, and if i know something be late i call them and tell them right away so that if they need to make other plans or adjustments that we can help them with then we can we can do that gives us some leeway gotcha so what advice would you give to somebody listening that would you know thinking about maybe you know doing a career change or you know still looking to start their own business what what advice would you give you know a young entrepreneur looking to get into not just necessarily the print game but starting any sort of business research your product which is important, but also the back office and the steps it needs to take to be successful. Um, if you need a bookkeeper or a CPA uh, to do your, your taxes or set up your LLC or your, your company documents with the state, um, research all of that ahead of time so that there aren't any surprises. Mm -hmm. um, the product and services, when you're out doing your marketing and things like that and, and networking, those will take care of themselves. But know what you're doing in the back back office or at least have somebody you can pick up the phone and call and talk to about it. Um, I've gotten lots of great advice from, from all the friends and people I've met while out networking. Uh, yeah, and then there's also tremendous resources in our area, you know, I mean, obviously, shameless plug for the Chamber of Commerce, but also, you know, you got Arkansas Small Business Technology Development Center, you got SCORE, you have Startup Junkie, you know, free resources that are there to help provide those, uh, that, that training and those opportunities um, as well. I mean, I, I know, you know, being on the Small Business Council, you're very familiar with a lot of those programs. Would you recommend that uh, other people would use that if they're looking to start out? Absolutely. Those would be the first places to start. Um, you'll, you'll gain the insight and knowledge so that you can ask better questions and mold it to the, to the product or service that you're offering. And there's a lot of help in those. Um, mm -hmm. I know that Startup Junkie does, um, their programs are fantastic for people starting out. They can help you on the path to that. Um, 
all those services that you mentioned can have resources score that mentorship program there is is fantastic um so yeah take advantage of all of those type things all right and here we're just getting the last couple of questions here because i want to be very respectful of your time and appreciate you being on here uh, on the on the voice of business podcast with us today but how do you balance networking and, and marketing your business to grow your business versus the needs of doing the job and getting the work done. I mean, that, that seems like a very fine line and it's would, could be easy to fall on one side or the other walking that tightrope. Yes, it is. Um, you know, Jenny, Kurt, and Mike uh, worked for, for me. Jenny's my wife. Um, started out with just Jenny and Kurt and myself me out networking, doing the deliveries, doing the marketing, and Kurt doing the design work and production, Jenny taking care of customer service and order, order entry, and she does our back office stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And so then we brought Mike in to help with doing the boundary and finishing up and things like that. It's And it's hard to determine when you need to hire somebody. Right. When you find yourself working 10, till 10, 10, 11 o'clock at night, you probably need to hire somebody mm-hmm. because you need that down um, to just keep that momentum and energy level up when you're out in the public eye and doing sales and marketing and things. So you can burn yourself out real quick if you're not careful. Gotcha. So, so work-life balance doesn't just apply to employees. It applies to the uh, owners as well. <laughs> And probably more so on the owners, though I find it extremely hard to turn it off, you uh-huh. know, when I'm not at the, about the only place I do that is when I'm out fishing, gotcha. because then I'm concentrating <laughs> on, on where to lay that hook or where to, to, you know, cast that and things like that. So that, that turns that off for a little while. And a lot of times when I'm doing something that's totally out of the business and focused on that is when the answers to to issues or problems come up. Yeah, it's like you, you your mind stop. You're not actively thinking about it. And then that's where sometimes that creative juices and finding those creative solutions just you come out of nowhere. Yes, your subconscious answers those questions. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, Ron, we're, we're going to go ahead and let you let you get back to running your business here. But uh, before we get going, how can people get a hold of Minuteman Press if they're looking for any printing needs? Let's give you a chance here to give a, a nice, not not even shameless plug. It's just it's a wonderful plug for a wonderful business. You can give us a call at 479-361-3581 or look us up on the web at MinutemanPress.com and select Springdale, Arkansas. All right. And if you come to any chamber events or, you know, where we have signage, you can definitely see plenty of uh, Minuteman Press's fine work on all of our sponsor signs and logos that we have uh, going on at the events as well. So, Ron, thank you so very, very much for being here. We appreciate your service to the chamber as well, being the chair of the uh, 2022 Small Business Council. So, again, we we encourage you all to check out Minuteman Press. And uh, thanks again for your insight uh, here on today's Chamber Voice of Business podcast. Thank you, Steve.